0: What's up guys? Welcome back to Soul Sisters. Uh, I am Jessie Katz and I was secluded away from my (laughs) co-hosts, away on vacation where I recorded our last intro and was missing Dara deeply but now she's sitting right next to me. Yay,
1: we're back together. Hi
0: Dee. Hi Jay. How are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm good. Vacation was good? It was great. I'm having the rough Mm re-entry to real life. I know (laughs) know? And, and summer's
1: fast... Fading away. Fading, and it's well, like, this is you sad. Sad. I know. Wah. No, it's okay. But every no, podcast
0: recording is another little vacation we get to take. Uh-huh. <laughs> get to hang with cool people that we mm. never met before.
1: How is Fripp Island, though?
0: Um, Fripp Island is beautiful. It's this little island off of the coast of South Carolina. And um, there's lots of dolphins there and some alligators, cool. which are really fucking scary. Yeah.
1: Um, but dolphins are cute. I was just watching a video of an alligator who like had some injury or something as a little baby alligator and some guy like found him and nurtured him and now he like wanted to swim away when he was healed and then he just came back and now this guy like swims with the alligator and they like have this like loving, amazing relationship of like the guy's like up in his in his mouth and like oh petting him. That is
0: quite the opposite of the stories I was reading in local newspapers down there, which is like, <gasps> like
1: terrifying local gator had to be euthanized death. because oh.
0: someone fucked up and fed it and now it wants to eat everybody. <laughs> oh
1: god. Like, I mean that's the normal, right? Yeah, that's the normal.
0: That's yeah. the normal. Yeah, they're built to to Tilt- kill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, anyway, so but that was the Did only stressful dolphins? part of the... Yeah. We took a little boat cruise around, and mm. dolphins swam up next to the boat, and uh, they took us to a shark hole, but we didn't see any sharks, Whoa. which is good, because if I had seen a shark, I would not have been able to get back in the water.
1: So you were not swimming in the water either. with the sharks? Like, with where sharks swim? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: somewhere out there, mm-hmm. the sharks were waiting. Um. But anyway, you know, it was very... Peaceful and relaxing, and uh, so nice. a lot of fried seafood. So, yeah, life was good. Great. Anyway, so back in the big city. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because today's guest, uh, Elise Valtoro, who goes by pronoun, she got on my subway this morning when I was commuting in from Bushwick in Brooklyn. And I've not met her before, but I recognized her because I've obviously stalked all of her social media in preparation for the podcast. And like made awkward con- eye contact with her because I thought for a second that I actually knew her, and then I like looked away, and then she looked at me like who's that weirdo, and then she went about her day. So anyway, we just actually so got to you were hang like old friends and, by the time yeah. she came here today. I <laughs> already spent a lot of time looking at her and thinking about her before I even met her.
1: But there's so many different scenarios of like weirdo that you could have been, and like I know you know it's good I, that you turned out to be didn't even a future podcast host, <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: It would have been great if she had been like, "Oh yeah, I was like I wondering, was wondering who I've been, been that haunted girl was by staring at me. Been haunted all day, yeah. Yeah, she's she seems pretty chill. Like she brushes those things off. Yeah, she I would be haunted her. by that one because <laughs> I, I dwell in things yeah. too much. <laughs> anyway, she's awesome. Yeah, like I said, she goes by pronoun and she has an EP out. That's cool and has a really interesting story behind it. A tale of. Love and loss, as mm-hmm. they say. So let's just let you guys listen to it. Here's Soul Sisters of Pronoun. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Doing it. <laughs> Soul Sisters podcast. I um, My back is tweaking a little bit for the first time in my whole life. So if at some point in this chat I, like, stop moving, it's fine. We okay. see you spasm. <laughs>
1: we'll understand. Yeah.
0: Aww. No, I don't think it's going to spasm. I might just become a
1: statue Okay. in my body. But my like, voice will mouth- continue you can, you
0: can still talk i can still talk okay
1: <laughs> your smile will turn into a grimace
0: <laughs> i'm just slowly gonna like dip out and like roll away on the floor but you guys just continue without me Man,
1: does this. that just start happening back problems
0: yeah i'm like, about pop- to turn i'm not saying but um old age is approaching
2: yes i'm worried i had scoliosis when i was younger oh so did you i, I like super you did? scared did you have a yeah. bad like surgery? I don't know. No, no, no. Okay. I don't wear like a brace for a while, but oh yeah, man. it's still like bent, and like I think it stopped curving, but yeah, I, I barely wore my brace, so I feel like yeah, I, I had it, but I sleep. didn't
0: treat it at all. Uh-huh. So yeah, and then so, like I was making out with someone <laughs> last year, and they were like, oh, uh, like feeling my back. Oh, your your spine is curvy. <laughs> your
2: spine is kind of whack. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was like, whoa.
1: <laughs>
2: Is that like what the they moment. find? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, such a really weird thing to sexy. say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like found it in elementary school or something. They're like, oh, you should wear a brace. Like what? <laughs> I think
0: it was in middle school. They would That's make so you crazy. do this test where you had to put your hands like
1: this yeah. and then bend over. Oh, I remember. And they would... Oh. Yeah. What are you asking? No, I'm just asking, like, if that's how it was discovered. Like, yeah. You're yeah. Like, so I'm bad and you, like,
2: my... watch informational videos on it and you're like, well, this will never happen to me. And then right. I was, like, the one kid that had it.
0: Had the, yeah. 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 I know. And I was a hypochondriac bad when I was a kid. Yeah. So I, I thought that meant surely <laughs> the end I, I, I was not going to make it to 15.
2: <laughs> <laughs> scoliosis. And yeah. then
1: Romeo and Michelle's came out. And it was, oh, like, glorifying right. that, right? Isn't that, like, yeah. the big scoliosis? Who like, has it? Uh, Phoebe, what's her name? Lisa Kudrow. She no? does? No, in the movie. In
2: uh, I've never seen screams. a movie with Phoebe oh my in God. it.
0: Oh my God. I'm
2: just an avid friends watcher. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: That's all the Phoebe that
1: you need. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> was that a, like a formative time for you?
2: Or were you like an angsty, like emo, like Always. I have
1: scoliosis?
2: Kind of. I didn't really know what was going on. So I was just like, oh, I wear this back brace now. I was like heavily medicated as a child. So. For what? For like it was like ADHD and like oh, depression really? and anxiety, but then like counteracting pills to like it's like bedtime now. So yeah, like a lot of high school and middle school is like kind of a blur in yeah. that sense. Uh huh. Uh huh. So I think they're just like wear this brace. It was very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, it was very uncomfortable. That's like the prime age when like you like start having fashion and like everyone's like wearing super tight stuff. And yeah. I was like, I have a back brace. I wore was it, it under. under your it was under, but like it was still like looked kind of weird. Yeah. Wait, how old are you? Like seventh grade, it's so like twelve. Ugh, man, that's Fucking so over. rough. Yeah, that's like the worst time. Yeah, like, yeah, to I had wear like headgear, like and I was like, "This is oh, my no. nightmare." Yeah, yeah like, I'm not
1: leaving the room. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah.
2: Where'd you grow up? Concord, Massachusetts.
1: Okay. So, were you writing at that
2: time? Were you like a diary journal kind of kid? No. Leading back to scoliosis, I wanted to be like a basketball star, and then I got scoliosis, and I stopped growing. <laughs> <gasps> and I was like, oh, so was you a were really short good basketball <laughs> star. I mean, I was like, fi- I mean, like the shortest point guard is like <laughs> five seven, and I was like, okay. I mean, maybe it was good. I don't know. It's a small town. You should dust <laughs> well, if that still back good, off. Yeah,
1: like if you feel confident to get on the court, that's like.
2: I know I should I should like a try. Like major again. hurdle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why that time of life is so devastating because you go into middle school with the confidence of a young child who mm-hmm. thinks they can do anything. And then when everyone tells you that you're terrible S- like it, all like, your friends like bully you. Yeah. yeah, you're like <laughs>
1: falling from very great heights. Yeah. Volleyball was really the downfall for me. I mean, I think really? like if you're not a sports kid and then like you're in a public school and everyone's like Get mm-hmm. it, get it. And you're yeah, just yeah. like oh, why? Yeah, totally. And you're the music nerd or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was tall, so people always thought I could play basketball, so I finally tried in eighth grade, was on the team, didn't score a single basket the entire season. Wow. Not one. I mean that's massive. Yeah. Right? I would like make, how do you make even make do really that? Sad. Yeah, it's hard. No, I just like really <laughs> sublimated it. <laughs> like still haven't dealt with the shame. <laughs> I'm starting to feel it right now. First time. It's okay. palpable. It's okay. <laughs> anyway. But here we are. We all made it. We survived. Yes. You're thriving. Somehow,
2: yeah. Thriving.
0: You're like wearing your heart on your sleeve and your music is just totally. all out there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh.
0: How does that, how does it feel? So like you have this EP out and it's about a breakup and you're very vocal about how it was about a breakup, a lot of the songs. And uh, do you have a moment after talking about it where you're like, oh, that's a very vulnerable thing. That now people are going to keep asking
2: me about, like, right now. Uh, Not really. I mean, it was such a weird, like, horrible one that it was just, like... Ugh, I don't even know what I can say at this point. It was just like I didn't think it was weird at all, but I I think like the amount of people that have come like been like oh it's helping me and stuff, so I don't really think about it as being vulnerable. It's just like oh this is a thing that happened. I'm always like pretty vocal about just like the way things are, and I'm like oh this is something that happened. Maybe that's kind of weird to like be detached from it, but like
1: no, I that's mean that's law. good. Over time, I imagine yeah. that would happen. And also it's cool because you can listen and zero in on the <laughs> lyrics, or you could just. Vibe out to the music, yeah, yeah which yeah. is cool. Like I've listened to it a bunch, and I'm like, sometimes I like tune in yeah. my brain in that way, and sometimes I'm just like grooving. Yeah. And so yeah. I think it's not one of those songs where it's your vo- your vocals aren't so like here is my life story, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is yeah. helpful for you probably.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sonically, it's not like wallowing music, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So which it does what... have that
0: like versatility to it. Yeah, yeah. But I am interested in the like, the process of writing your heartbreak, because I've actually been thinking about this for something else that I'm working on, like, does it... At what point is it wallowing and prolonging pain? And then at what point is it turning the corner... Or purging the pain. And, right, right, and purging it. And becomes a way to release it, you know? I think the whole time
2: it was kind of a way to release it. Because it was, yeah. like, the only thing that was making me happy at that point. Was uh-huh. like, but also, I had never, like... Not never made music, but I hadn't, like, written in, like, ten years. I'd completely given that up. I didn't really have any, like longing to do that at all so okay. when i started doing it it was like the coolest thing ever i was like oh my god i like made this last night like this didn't exist last night yeah. what was, be like, the a prof- lot of kids like when they're like 16 are like oh my god cool i record something <laughs> and like i was having that like at like 28 like whoa <laughs> like sitting so around like this I, that was last night i mean it didn't sound that great because it was like a demo but it was that was yeah that was like the only thing that, i had never done anything like that before so it was just exciting for me but what would
1: come? Like you studied music. You did. You did production mostly in college. I did like production engineering and business. Okay. So yeah. when you would, when this started pouring out of you, was it the beat first or the lyrics or like what? What was the process?
2: It was usually like um, it usually started with a guitar lick, which most of like you can kind of hear in the song. It's always like this little guitar thing that repeats. That's like uh, syncopated or like whatever. And I would do that and be like, oh, that's cool. And then I joke that, like, I can't record to a click track, but I need to because, like, I have to, like, loop everything because, like, it's hard for me to play instruments. So, like, I just, like, loop everything a lot. Um, Because the ideas come really fast and I want to get them down as fast as possible. So um, instead of doing that, I would just have... And then by the time I finished the song, I was like, oh, I'm just going to keep that. Because I got so used to it and, like, nothing else really made sense. So I would always start with that and... I don't know. It, usually, that at the EP it, like all just like kind of came at once. It's like I'd go home, like fumble around on guitar, record something, and then have an idea for a melody and go out and like have a cigarette and like write a verse and then come back in and record it and, in your apartment. Yeah,
1: because you were feeling these things, you were literally going through a breakup, and that's how you dealt with it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, therefore, do you think that you write better when you're unhappy?
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, happy songs just are so cheesy for the most part. Yeah in my opinion I don't know you can do it well you could be
0: unhappy and write a happy song yes but I wonder if it will turn out better because you're unhappy
2: yeah maybe like it's fueling you (laughs) yeah
1: well what would you say so you went to school for music and then weren't you weren't really doing it for yourself for a while what was your sort of like identity at that point were you saying to yourself I you know I want to have it come but it's just not the time or were you saying like I'm gonna put this aside"? like how did you conceive of making music
2: I I mean, I started, like, in high school, and, um, mostly because, like, I mean, I kind of grew up playing instruments, like, piano, a little bit of guitar lessons, a little bit of drum lessons, but, like, all, like, before high school, and then I went full jock mode, and I, like, started playing basketball and softball and, like, lacrosse and stuff, and then, um, I don't know, I found Chris Caraba of Dashboard Confessional, (laughs) and I was like, I'm gonna play guitar, acoustic guitar, and, like, be upset, and I did that for a while, um... Just in high school, and then, I mean, I didn't start, and then I kind of took a break from it. I started Berkeley College of Music when I was, like, 20. I was about to turn 21, which was super lucky, Mm. because when I got there, I was like, oh, like, I'm the next Haley Williams. And then, like, within, like, two weeks, I was like, no, you're not, like, at all. Like, you're actually not very talented. Like, I don't understand how you got into this college. Like, someone mixed up your application. Is what you're saying to yourself? Yeah, but, like, not in a bad way. I was like... Okay, so, like, where do you fit now? Uh-huh. Like, you like music. You're around a bunch of people you like. I don't think this is a lucrative career. I don't think you're as good. I think these people have way better chances than you. And, like, they just, like, why put out things that I don't think are is are good things? Or, like, are is, have the talent as much as that? So um, I started talking to, like, one of my roommates about it who was applying for the production engineering major, saying, like, I enjoy writing my own songs, but I really like making all the different parts for it and like, you know, the drum parts and bass parts and like how it sounds and like putting effects on things. And she was like, oh, that sounds like production engineering, but you have to apply to get in. And I had mm-hmm. been like a, f- can I swear? Yep, I'd yeah. I had been like a fuck up like all throughout high school and, and, and after then too, before I even went to Berkeley. So it was so appealing. I was like, wait, I have to apply to get in? Right. Like, cool, I'll prove everyone <laughs> wrong and like get into this exclusive major. Um, what and did I you have to in. do? You had to like, well for that, like, the biggest thing is you had to have good grades. Which, in my opinion, was pretty easy at Berkeley. Like, just go to the class and, like, pay attention. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you pay attention and you go to the class, they will they will they'll give you a good, yeah, like a... You a good grade. Because a lot of kids don't. <laughs> yeah. And um, they don't. I, luckily, I found a lot of those, like, prerequisites very interesting, even though I was like, oh, this isn't going to relate to my future at all. But, like, jazz harmony and, like, ear training and, like, vo- like reading, uh, like, whatever like I... like a chart Were you good it's been at that? so long <laughs> um no like well no harmony i Do you know those right stars. You can fill in there i liked math a lot when i was growing up and i felt like jazz harmony was a lot very mathematical which helped mm-hmm. me and then ear training i would just like syncopate it into like garage band and listen to it on the way to school and back so i could just memorize it so it was kind of like memorizing lyrics yeah but was then... your goal
0: always to be an artist eventually
2: no no okay i didn't know what my goal was my goal was to be like a producer and engineer okay and then I was like, oh, you're a girl, like, you can't do that. Because, like, or, like, not that, actually. First I realized studios are closing mm. because everyone's recording in their bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And everyone is, and I wanted to move to New York. And I was like, and if they aren't closing, like, you need to go to L.A. And I didn't want right. to go to L.A. But
0: how did you pick up on that? When did that dawn on you?
2: I, like, when my friends were graduating and moved to New York. Okay. And I was seeing these studios closed. And I was interning at a music studio. I was like, there is no way to move up, really. Like, the highest you get is, like, assistant engineer, mm-hmm. but that's it. Mm-hmm. And then by the time the other person steps down or, like, dies, like, knock on wood, but, like, then, like, the studio's already going to be closed by then. Right, right? but artists
1: are still going to need producers forever. Right,
2: right, yeah. Um, I guess I wanted to be more of a mix engineer, like, someone in the actual studio, mm-hmm. but, so when I realized that, I picked up business, too, just, like, as a side thing, and I was like, well, I'm that's here smart. anyway. I'm from Boston, so I was like, I'll just go through the summers, too, because, mm-hmm. Right. What else am I gonna <laughs> do?
0: So when did you switch in your mind to wanting to be an artist?
2: Oh, um, I guess when this breakup happened. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not really, even yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> maybe then I mean I mean, Has it. it happened I was, yet? <laughs> I'm not sure. Um I mean when that happened and I started recording it and sending it to like my friends and stuff, I was like, Well maybe I should put this out. And um but it hadn't dawned on me. Like, I didn't dawn on me that like it would be this at all.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what do you make of this now? (laughs) Then
2: I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What? What? Where? What was your life after Berkeley? Before like the interim? Before now?
2: I was about five years ago. I moved here and I was interning at a management company um, as the assistant to these um, two two record executives that have been in the game for like ever um and it was like it wasn't the devil was Prada but it was like I was like tour managing like Wilson Phillips but then like from my apartment but then also like setting up their like thought like uh like personal stuff yeah lots of personal stuff and then business stuff and like Mm -hmm. doing I mean it was the perfect first job because like you were dealing with everything you were dealing publishing you were dealing with labels you were dealing with tour management breakdowns all that kind of stuff
0: but not always glamorous that's no, what you mean no. by yeah. Devil Wears Prada, yeah. Like yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like it was cool. yeah, yeah. yeah, it
2: was cool, but like once you, like after a while, it was like, okay, I think I've grown as much as I can here. There was no totally. way to like really move up. Yeah. Um, So I went and now I work at The Orchard. Any of you guys know what The Orchard yes. is? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I manage independent labels at The Orchard.
1: Mo- like many, like several? Yes. So yeah. The Orchard is like an umbrella they are a music distribution company. Right, okay. Yeah.
0: I feel like that's so rare for people to make that jump from like behind the scenes to in front of in any kind of like music yeah. or film oh. or whatever it is. And often like people will have dreams of becoming the talent, mm-hmm. but you can spend a lot of time working in that field and being like adjacent to the talent, but yeah. to actually cross over like there's no direct route to doing that. Yeah. you really do have to kind of do it on your own at some
1: point. Right. Yeah. yeah, And it sounds stressful because you want to always kind of the proximity to like the people with the the, the gatekeepers right, right there yeah. exactly. You. Yep. But they don't look at you that way, right? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it gets weird and awkward and right. But I imagine that the knowledge that you've like accrued over these years in the business has been tremendously helpful for yeah. you now as an artist. Yeah. And I wonder if you feel like. You have this unique advantage of, like, creating this beautiful music that just flows out of you naturally. It's hard for you because it's not, you know, what you're accustomed to. Mm-hmm. But the business comes easy. Yeah, like Do you feel no, like the actually, business I've comes easy? Actually, I've never
2: thought about that. Yeah. I feel like the recording it is the hardest yeah. part. <laughs> and then we'd be like, well, but I'm ready to brand and, like, how to get it out there and, like, who. to be used for all the different parts of the team like right. oh wow. I
1: mean that's a um, lot for many many artists. Yeah. That's the hard <laughs> stuff, you know. Totally. Is yeah. anyone
2: helping you yet or it's still all you? No no, it's not. So this girl this woman that used to work with me at the orchard uh-huh. left and started her own record label. Um well, she used to just sit next to me. And um she never knew I was an artist cuz I wasn't I really wasn't even making music and then okay. um I went through that breakup and I started sending her stuff and it's called Rhyme and Reason Records. Uh-huh. And she was like, "Oh my god, I love it! Like, I want to sign it. I want to put it out." And yeah. I was very like, "This is my thing. Like, I can do it better than anyone else. Like, I know what I'm doing. I can put it out better than anyone else. Like, I can yes yeah. make this successful. Uh-huh. Yeah, but then you like forget like, oh wait, but you like need money, right? <laughs> and I had, I had, catch. I had saved stuff. What up, do you need so... money for? <laughs> I'm
1: I'm being like kind of serious.
2: Like, you know, yeah. I mean, what is the mo- what does the money go to at that stage? At that stage, I mean, I needed to get That's it a mastered. Question. In general, like, it could be like recording costs, but I didn't have any because I was making in my bedroom. Right. Mixing costs, which were very low. Thanks, Steve. My roommate is a mix engineer, oh, luckily. Oh, right. um, Extremely convenient. Uh-huh. Um, and he's incredible. Um, and then mastering, and then it's like, okay. Well, like, how much do you want to do? So it's right. like, do you want it? You should do publicity. If you want to get a really good one that really gets it, it's probably going to be more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um And then, I mean, then in radio, I wanted to do radio. And it got to the point where, like, she booked me a show. She was just, like, one of my best friends. She booked me a show, and I couldn't, like, even tell anyone I was playing it. And she's like, how are you supposed to self-release your album if you can't even tell people that you're playing a show at Pianos? Like, and I was like, fine. So, (laughs) And that was, like, your first (laughs) show. That was my, yeah, it was my first show. At Pianos? Yeah, and I think it was, like, after that that I was, like, she remembers as like just like at a bar and I was like all right so like when do you want to put pronoun out and she was like <gasps> are you serious and I was like yeah like
1: you just felt after that first show you're like I, I, I feel comfortable
2: no it's just like I can't I can't promote myself oh. It's like my least favorite thing to do mm-hmm. so like how am I supposed to spend all this money and I ran out of money too um so did you I've, play that for I'm sorry
0: well I just have a quick question about something you just said I feel like on Twitter I've seen you refer to pronoun as not just like yourself as the artist but it's like it's like the entity of that like you just you just said pronoun in a way where I thought you would have said the name of the album yeah a pronoun's the name of it's oh
2: yeah it's your name as an artist right right yeah yeah
0: yeah but do you also see it as like also, like an umbrella of your.
2: It wasn't the beginning. I mean, it kind of still is now. It's kind of like a joke to me, where it's like when I'm sad and like sappy, I'm like being a pronoun. It's like, <laughs> mm, like woe is me? Um, but yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I haven't really thought about that
1: before. Did you did you play that first show solo? And just like <laughs> no, it was with a band. Okay. Yeah. So um, you've. Cause I thought I read somewhere that it was like pronoun is like. Smashing the idea of needing a band like one lyric at a time because oh. of your production, but I guess oh, that was yeah. never
2: that was not accurate. It probably it was yeah. It's definitely probably <laughs> the production and stuff. People have, some people say like one woman band. Like, well, I'm not a one woman band. But I you guess. do play live with a band. I play live, yes, okay. with a okay. very much full <laughs> band. I'm uh, always at shows. I'm like, and I want to thank these guys for literally supporting me because yeah. I mess up all the time, and they are incredible. <laughs> And I am like don't like moving around, and I feel awkward all the time. And they're all like such pros, and, yeah. Like, just making it so much more interesting. So,
0: well, what do you remember about that first show? Do you remember it being very awkward?
2: I mean, all my fr- it was like sold out. Like all my friends came. Okay, all yeah. my coworkers. So it was came. a party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a party. I mean, I was super nervous, but the weirdest thing because I'd never been on a stage before,
1: and yeah. I've managed
2: acts before, and I've gone to tons of shows, and all my friends play in bands. Mm-hmm. And when I was up there, I was like, whoa, like I'm never, like. This is where I am now for twenty minute, 25 minutes, twenty five minutes. Yeah, it was kind of peaceful. Like leading up to it, it was like a mental breakdown. Like <laughs> you didn't. I mean, and going I straight to the it. pianos. Like yeah. pianos is legit. Like, yeah, you yeah. didn't do like
1: open mics and just right. shitty dive yeah. bars. Yeah. Like yeah.
2: went straight for it. I <laughs> he was mean, bold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, my Emmy books there a lot. The Rhyme and Reason founder and I. I had worked also like on the side managing another artist too. So I booked. I've worked with booking agents before on things and like new people and like. I was like, pianos is great because it's like small, but not too small, and like mm-hmm. even if thirty people come, it looks packed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the people there are so nice, and the food's really good, and they have five dollar market. It's like an ad for pianos <laughs> right now. But
0: I'm kind of surprised. This is nothing against pianos. I'm surprised that it's still kicking because so many small venues like that I know, that I used to go to, win, like yeah. in the
1: mid aughts, aren't
2: yeah. around anymore. I know. The food, man. It's that's
0: the (laughs) food. Five dollar margaritas. That that
1: location, you just walk by. It's like, all right. And it's the last one there.
0: It's very inviting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Totally. Super, super inviting. So at that
1: show, were you just
0: playing songs off the EP?
2: Yeah. Okay. I did that, and I did a cover of "Crazy" by Charles Barkley, and I think that was it. Nice. And I did like a Julian Baker "Taking Back Sunday" mashup, I think, which I've never done before, Uh, but never done since then, which (laughs) I was drunkenly trying to figure out the other night, but. Um, yeah, I know just why movie. we
0: why you're friends with our friend Joe because you like all the same bands. <laughs> oh yes, yes. <laughs> Dashboard, Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. Like
2: I hear these. And every we're day. from Boston, so Boom. <laughs> major. We understand each running. other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's really pro Boston. Hi Joe, <laughs> love um.
0: you. <laughs> Are you writing new stuff now? Yeah. Are you gonna keep being an artist? What do you, What's happening?
2: Yeah, I've been working on new stuff. Um, for like ever since the EP, but okay. nothing is like done done that came out like so easily it's weird it was like working backwards it was like yeah that came out so quickly and usually people like are like I don't know writing to me is like you can't just sit down and it comes out every time and I've never had to deal with that before so it's like me pushing myself and being like sit down like nothing bad will happen if you try to write a song you just might not write a full song again like yeah it's okay um what is even sort of Aside from the obvious,
1: like you want to continue as an artist, but what's compelling you to say, like right now, I need to do that when you're still, you know, playing this project. Yeah,
2: thank you. <laughs> That's making me feel better. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, yeah. you. But you could answer the CP, this. I'm so curious. exactly.
1: And I'm really curious about your your sort of double access or double like understanding of the business and the artistry mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. from being working as you do. What is the timeline? Why do yeah. you need to feel that way yeah. right now? Yeah, and it's changing. I don't know if there's an answer. Like if you would say as a, in, from the business side, yes, there is an answer or there yeah. isn't.
2: I don't. I was thinking like, okay, you need to get. It's almost been a year now. You need to get new stuff out. But you also live in a bubble. I live in a music industry bubble, business wise, mm-hmm. and then I also live in a bubble that is New York, where it's like, yeah, we have played the EP <sighs> a million times, but we went out on tour, like two little mini tours recently. And it did make me realize that I was like, I don't need to get, like, I'm still, this is still new to people. right? Like, yeah. There is no rush. And, like, I, it really depends on, like, the kind of music you're making and what you're doing as a person and mm-hmm. as an artist. And, like, I, after, like, talk, there were fans that came out, like, one, I will say it again, like, one girl came to Toronto that she was like, thank you for helping me leave my house. I have really bad anxiety and I haven't come to a show in five years. And, like, you helped me leave my apartment, so thank you. Yeah, it's, like, stuff like that that's, like, there is no rush. Like, people will be there. Like, there's enough of, like, people that really love it that, like, I don't need to put out a shitty new single Mm -hmm. just to engage them. In fact, like, that would be insulting if someone heard my, like, new shitty single because then they'd be like, all right, over this. Like, I guess that was an EP thing, so.
1: Right. And a lot of people are hearing you on Spotify. Yes. Do you... Again, same thing. Like from where you sit and your in your day work, have an insider perspective on like how that happens. You reach reach the uh, Spotify top forty, right? Is that a thing? Uh, wait. What do you mean top forty? Wasn't there like a top forty list that you were on, or like some some playlist that was huge and sort of put you on them?
2: I mean, I was on oh New Music Fridays. Okay, that like right when the first single came out, which is like yeah, that's like unheard of. Um, Do you know how that happened? It was, like, I mean, it had been gearing up for a while, and the only thing I remember is, like, my coworker who, like, runs the Spotify, like, pitches our releases to Sp- So the Orchard has, like, a retail marketing team. So, like, as I'm on label on the Orchard, they are pitching So you're releases. on the Orchard,
1: so this label that your friend started is part of the Orchard right.
2: thing, so the Orchard is, like. So they're like involved, Parent. yeah, which is like fine now, but at the very beginning was like very crippling for me. Like, I don't know, it made me feel really awkward. So, like, they were already pitching it, but like, there are no what we call marketing drivers because <laughs> I am a new artist. So, like, marketing drivers would be like, oh, this is so how many fans she has. This is past press. This mm-hmm. is the past tour, like, blah, blah. Like, the only marketing drivers is like, this is what might happen. Like, right. if someone's doing publicity, they're doing physical, there's a radio campaign, and like, here's the music. Um, but he was in at the Spotify offices for, like, some other act. And the pop guy came up and said, whose pronoun? I really like it. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, maybe we'll look like, get up on New Music Fridays. But I was, like, joking. And I woke up <laughs> that Friday morning and I was like, oh!
1: <gasps> Surprise. Oh, no, Merry it was, like, f- Christmas. I like rolled over at like
2: four a.m. and I was like, Oh, I wonder if New Music Fridays is updated. Because that's what I do every Friday because like I also work with labels. So I'm like, Oh, I wonder which of my releases got reflex. on New Music Fridays. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I was like, Well, don't check it, because if you're on it, it's like four AM and you're not gonna be able to fall back asleep. And then I was like, You're an idiot, like you're not gonna be on New Music Fridays, it's your first song. And then I checked <laughs> and it was there, and I was like, Wow. And, and i was just d- like looking around, I was like, Steve. <laughs> Like on just, Facebook chat, like anyone online. I just got nominated for like an Academy <laughs> yeah, Award. I exactly. feel like it's like waking up yeah. and feeling
1: like, did you see an immediate I think I, like, spike? Cleaned my room. Take um, <laughs> yourself yes. out for a fancy yeah, coffee. Right. I
2: mean, definitely. And it like circles over like the next day. So yeah, I mean, New Music Fridays, depending on how high you are on it, like it would be like, between like. I would say, 30 to, like, if you were high up, like, 100,000 streams in, like, a day. That's the big one, and then it trails off towards the end. But, Mm -hmm. no, that was insane. Like, that was still very... Yeah, yeah. Overwhelming. And it sets the bar so high, because I was like, that was, like, my top goal for my second single. And we have just met it with my first single. Right. So... Where do we But go? most people
1: can't even set that as you like. Yeah, you know, a new artist can't be like, <laughs> I, I sound can't like wait such to an get. Asshole. You don't. You know it. Like, hey, just you know, know how it works. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Nope. So,
0: yeah. Um, can you explain the title of the EP because it's my favorite. Oh thing. yes,
2: I love it. You guys both know that. Yeah. yeah. But so, for first, so, thing who don't know, it's so good. I was saying it. It gives me chills. It, in the on um, it gives you on chill, chills. Or...
0: I'll explain to you why it should give you anxiety and nausea and self-loathing. It gives me
2: a lot.
1: To, it's just, like, so, it's so. It's already so many emotions. There's so many things. Okay, go ahead.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to um, it up. There's No One new Around You is the end of Tinder, which, um, when I was on tour and trying to be like, does anyone know what There's No One Around You is um, no one new, which I was like.
0: The end of Tinder Lucky. meaning, you can get to a point on Tinder when you've swiped so much that there are that Tinder no... literally says to you, There is no one left in your
2: universe for you to talk to.
0: <laughs> and that like this has like this bubble that like
2: goes on. in and out and it's just like this like circulating bubble that's like wop wop womp wop. So yeah. there's no one around It
0: should.
2: my first promo stuff I had doing that too, and it was like text messages, like your a Tinder conversation with like lyrics. Um, and yeah, and the, the CD, the, the CD, um, the actual disc is those circles going in oh and out. My from God. The That's amazing. But,
0: um, How long does it take? take? Is it like send a you really... a bottle of
2: whiskey when you get that on Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> it's like, but That's here's your so consolation. Yeah. No, I just was really drunk one night and I got home and it happened and I was like, I mean, granted, like, my radius is, like, was set super low, and, like, I am gay, so it's, like, already, like, A well, small limited. Oh, I get me, mean, it's Brooklyn, but... Yeah. I mean, it's still small, and the radius thing, so... Yeah. And, um, I saw it, There's No One New Around You, and that's I funny. read it, and I was like, that's actually, like, kind of beautiful if you take it off this Tinder screen. Yes, Um, it and it was how I was feeling towards the other person. I was like, you're just being an asshole because there's no one new around you besides me to be an asshole to, so I was mm-hmm. like... That's cool. I'm going to name the record that. And um, and then I did.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> and then I named the
2: remix EP Use Passport to Choose New Location, oh, Yeah. which is the thing that says after. It says, there's no one new around you. Use Passport to Choose a New Location.
1: Pa- like, not your actual passport? Like no, it's Passport in the iPhone. Okay.
2: Um, and I was like, that's cool. Cause it's like a new yeah. direction. It's like a new direction for the EP. Um, and it's just
0: tying together all of Yeah, it's so cohesive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so you're playing the Hot 100 Music yes! Fest next weekend, Woo-hoo! Jones Beach, baby. Yes. Have you played a festival before?
2: I played Wicker Park Festival in Chicago cool. earlier this, like, in late July. It was awesome. Yeah. It was, like, a local festival. Like, sales was on after us and guided by voices with headlining oh, well. and turquoise jeep does anyone oh know god. turquoise jeep uh, smash it! and what is it oh my god do I know smang it. it was incredible uh, <laughs> let me smang it girl smash, smash it and it in, bang let me smang it girl not you really have good. to see coach
1: adels plays a lot with turquoise jeep right. they yeah.
2: like revived my like faith in the music industry they were incredible why do you they say were, the industry? Unbelievable. Why? Or no, maybe not that, but like they are a li- lot. My bandmate was like, they are reminded that like this is about entertainment. Right. And they They're were entertainers so, so entertaining and so in character, or maybe that's really how they are, I can't tell, but like, it was <laughs> like absolutely it. <laughs> insane. Like, I will forever go see them if they're coming back to New York or anywhere. That's amazing. they were absolutely that's incredible. Great. That's cool. But yes, yeah. you have to look them up after this. Because yeah, I will, I it will. You, girl. It's well,
0: they Our are a festival, <laughs> you're gonna be playing with Demi Lovato and Major Lazer. So yeah, there's some also diversity entertainers, in all I guess. <laughs> are you gonna be there? Yeah, amazing. You can come, Dar. Okay. I'll give you a ticket. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, come watch pronoun yeah. Yes, you probably enjoy that show more than oh, yeah a lot of the other ones it's not all your kind of music yeah
1: i don't discriminate but what yes, is I'm excited, I know. Really? what is it?
0: what's a genre it's all just it's noise a, it's all just, it's all just pop <laughs> yeah if, if you're not all playing, just pop if you're playing is a festival theory? it's pop music
2: pretty much yeah even true. if it's metal it's still pop metal
0: because it's popular mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. boom
2: um. alright no that'll be super fun I've never been to the festival this festival at all So I've never really gone to festivals I went to Firefly They're for exhausting. the first time this year oh my god it's horrible it, it was absolute yeah. hell I heard fly- Firefly's nice it's just like I don't do drugs like at all hmm. so and I get like tired really easily and I'm broke yeah, I think you have to do drugs to not
0: realize how tired you yes. are, and like yes. hot or rained on or mosquito bitten or whatever else is happening. <laughs> it's
2: so weird, and like watching like... all. I went there because like my guitarist is in a Blink One Eighty Two cover band. Oh yeah, called Dude Ranch and the Girl at the Rock Show. That's <laughs> so funny. And I um, love them. they played. They were yeah, playing... They did like
0: a parking lot show or something. There? They did the right? like
2: camping one camping, there's like okay, those two okay, okay. there's like north and south camping stages so they did that and they got free vip passes and i had like a ton of days to take off work and they were about to expire so i was like just go my sister will come with me she'd love to go yeah um and i was like plus it's free and it's like no it's not you have to rent a car and you have to buy a parking space and you have to buy a tent mm-hmm. and you have to pay for everything while you're there you just like wait in shorter lines <laughs> it was so confusing um it was horrible you yeah. couldn't shower Ugh. felt disgusting and it's funny, like, watching, like, I saw, this, like, a bunch of um, other, like, you know, I'm not going to, like, name names because I don't want to, like, but, like, musicians, like, smaller musicians uh. that were there, like, playing, like, some of the smaller things, and you just watch them watching, like, amazing headliners, and they're like, no one's watching the music. Like, why are people coming to this festival? Yeah. No one's even watching. Yeah, yeah it's a curious totally. thing. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's just talking, or, yes, exactly. like, it's very confusing. It's like, and they all, play, they all paid to be here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like just yeah, an it's not cheap to thing. go to a festival. No, not at
0: all. The whole thing, yeah. Well, at Hot 100, you'll get the royal treatment. You will not have to deal with any of that yeah.
2: bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I'll see to it. Is Jones Beach Joe. dry? Do we know? I heard from someone that it's dry.
0: No. No. Cool. looking at... Justin Katz. Uh, can you, cats you imagine? Can you imagine
2: a dry festival? No, it's I not think true. it used to be, or at least if the Jones Bad Arena used to be dry. Yes, but no. it is not anymore. That it's very wet. Sweet. <laughs> Go well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, what am I gonna do? But that's the
1: other thing. Like to get a beer at one of these things is like just a nightmare. Yeah, get a flask.
0: So it. Over it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just kidding. Not endorsing <laughs> drugs or flasks. Sneak alcohol into our festivities. In character, guys. <laughs> These are not real recommendations. Be good kids. Um, all right. Thank you for coming on the show. This Yeah. Was awesome. Thank you for having me. Congratulations. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Beautiful, seriously.
1: Beautiful EP. Thank yeah. you.
0: So guys, check out the EP on the Spotify or any other place where it be found.
2: Apple Music, vinyls, and CD store. CD stores. I don't know. It's in, it's in record stores. It's like in like, rough trade. I'm sure other record stores. I just that's the only one I know here. Who yeah. else? Yeah, what other? Like, no, I don't know any. Rest in peace, other music.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: Um And we look forward to the next life-altering thing that happens to you that produces another beautiful album. Me too. <laughs> I want to say maybe it'll be a happy. I was going to say basketball.
1: But... Like, is that your next nose <laughs> to write a record about, about my new career?
0: Introducing <laughs>
2: myself to basketball. Yeah. Let's yeah. play a game in Maria Hernandez Park. Yeah. I say that songs. I'm going to do that every weekend and I never There do, we
0: go. So. It's on. Yeah. yeah.
2: Alright, thank you. Thank you. Just cause you can think straight. It doesn't mean you pull it all. Just cause you can think straight.